What's up, my fellow lionesses and lions? Welcome to the Project Lioness podcast. We are here to disrupt the mainstream narrative when it comes to health, holism, and human consciousness. We are here to share bold truths about health and life from a female perspective. This episode is brought to you by our team, Inspire Co., where we stand for your health being inspired by choice rather than being inhibited by chance. Thank you for being here and joining in on these raw, real, and powerful conversations. We hope our show brings you inspiration and empowerment to overcome challenges, reclaim your life, and ultimately pursue your mission with power, purpose, and play. Now, let's get into the episode. Hello. What's up? Party Hello. people. What's up, Hello. lions and lionesses? <laughs> oh, do you want to do that again? I was singing into the I, mic. I wonder what it'll sound like. No, I don't care. <laughs> I think it. Hello, lions. We could and be. Lionesses. We could like create like a harmony. Okay. Wait. Who? Do we, who, who does what part? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am tone deaf. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're not going to do that. What's up, y'all? This is Dr. Mel. I just. Nailed my face Just, into the mic. Yeah, we're still getting used to like. Right. <laughs> yep. Just All right. Do we want to try that again? What well, are we trying? Uh, just from the beginning. I think this should just be part oh. of the episode. Okay. Cool. I'm I'm down. I'll take out the. Question. I don't take myself that seriously. All right. Pretty much ever. Significant, but not serious. Yes. Uh, sure. <laughs> this <laughs> is Dr. Mal. And Jess. And Ashley. And today, on this episode of Project Linus Podcast, we are going to be talking about holiday rebounding Woo! and recovery and yes. all things Boundary that come setting. Yeah, with <laughs> seasonal shifts, holidays, family, and depending on when you're listening to this, it's most likely post-holiday 2023. We are recording it in the midst of it. So we're kind of playing this duality of like present time as well as putting ourselves in the future. And we were inspired to do this because we all have been working through some stuff. Just yeah. shaking yeah. your head. And as you all know from our first episode, we are all about raw, real truths. Yep. And we're not going to, we're not going to like go into like gossiping about, you know, family stuff. Um, Cause that's not our energy. And at the same time, we want to share things that have worked for us to work through family stuff, holiday stuff, generational trauma, things that come up during the holidays. And it's important to have these strategies. Yes. So. Absolutely. I feel like without, yeah, because we're not really about the gossiping type of people. We're not really here to, to discuss like those my sorts mom's of things. This. Right. But I do think it's important to recognize that we will be sharing, I think, what, what are probably pretty common problems for, I think, a lot of people just trying to navigate um, their own family's holiday wants and needs, as well as their extended family's holiday wants and needs. So I think it's important to sort of, I don't know, this is something I'm really passionate about because over the last year or so, I have fundamentally changed how I navigate yeah. this. And so I think it's just one of those, like, I didn't even realize that what I'm doing was a possibility. <laughs> so I was like, let's talk you about this. You are the possibility, Ash. Do you want to so go in? People know. Do you want to go into like what you were dealing with and yeah. like what how the difference is yeah. yeah so the 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 standard was growing up was that um always went to my parents for every holiday um we're not 
religious. I didn't grow up very religious at all, um, but we still celebrated all of the religious holidays like we were really religious. I'm not, I don't really, you know what I mean? I don't you really know. You just followed the calendar. Yeah, it was just like, well, Easter. Do and, you mean you know, religious holidays or commercialized holidays? Uh, oh. Are they not the same? I don't, I feel like. <laughs> they are the same. <laughs> um, but no, so point. all the holidays, every time, um, you know, we'd go over, my mom would always make all this food and I love my mother. She's a fantastic cook, but it was, um, you know, like would never take any help because I had to do all my, that's how it works. This is the tradition, right? Mm-hmm. So there was let me that, suffer. Right. This exactly. Feel bad for me. hundred percent. Like this is the stress of that she's admitting into that situation. Um, and, and when I was younger, you know, I didn't really, I don't know. I guess I just was like, this is how I've always done it. And so it is what it is. Um, and then I got older, I'm in my twenties and I'm working a lot. Like I'm working at nursing homes and those, as many of you know, that work in healthcare, the shifts are crazy and mm-hmm. you can't close a nursing home because it's Christmas, right? Like, nope. it's still, <laughs> there's it's not still humans there. Um, so for a while there, it was kind of like this, oh, quick run in, have dinner, go to work. So it was like, oh, okay. Like, this is kind of nice. Like I'm not trapped somewhere for six hours with <laughs> Uncle Joe. I don't, I don't have an Uncle Joe, so it's fine. Um, but, <laughs> you know, so I, I would go all the time. Um, and it, I don't know. I, I love my immediate family. My my parents and my brother or my siblings, we, we are, I mean, I love them deeply and they're wonderful human beings. Um, but I just don't have a ton in common with all of them. And that's, I think... For some people, odd, right? Like we grew up in the same house, but we were always just very different. Um, as much as I love and respect them, and they absolutely love and respect my differences and who I am as a person, it was kind of hard to be at every family gathering where I didn't really fit in, mm-hmm. right? And so I started to get like, well, what's wrong? I should want to be here. Like I would get really critical of myself. Like yourself. Yeah, right? Yeah. And it was like, I should, I should want this. And I didn't. Like I just didn't want it um but they're your biological family right and I should I should want to spend every waking second of them right and it's so hard to do the difference yeah (laughs) definitely wrong Mm -hmm. um but it was getting to the point where I every holiday would induce like incredible mental health symptoms right so I what did you know what did you notice with you're going into that but I'm curious also like with the mental health what you notice like in your body. Oh yeah. Like I would, I, well, first of all, I would get physically ill yeah. at most holidays. Yeah. So I would have the physical symptoms. Um, and sometimes they would be like fevers, right? Like I would make myself ill <laughs> because I, but my body would, you feel, wouldn't have to go. Right. Your body totally. Oh no, it still had to go just oh, to be clear. No. Oh, you can be sick at home, right? You can be sick at home guys. That's how this works apparently. Oh. Um, so I would be sick and uncomfortable, but my, I would get this, my chest would tighten. Mm. I would just feel like I couldn't talk or breathe. Like it would just be this like, and then in the moment, um, I think a lot of you probably know if you listen to any of our stuff, but if you don't, you'll learn about the kind of five F's that you can go through, oh, yeah. the trauma responses. And I fawn and fit in like no one's business at things that make me uncomfortable. So on the way to my parents, I am married. Like I mentioned in the last episode, it was one of two things. I was either really like accepting of my husband's support because I was struggling or I was like, don't fucking talk to me. I'm like <laughs> mega. I'm so, you know what I mean? I was like, yeah. right? So. And quickly, just for those of you who don't know, we can drop in the show links, the masterclass that I've created that goes yeah. into the five F's. Um, but what Ash is speaking to with fawning and fitting in is fawning is like a little fawn, like a little deer where you 
are kind of like in the headlights yes. and you either camouflage it goes through it in the master class more specifically so you can recognize it yourself but like people pleasing and playing nice and yeah. like hyper socialization and definitely all of that. hyper socialization like you guys think I talk fast now <laughs> like, <laughs> you should see you know when she's I mean? like stressed. seriously it, it amps it up um so yeah I would I would have all these physical symptoms my I would get you know, incredible tightness. I felt like I couldn't talk, which is funny because now I know, right? Like throat, mm -hmm. voice, I don't feel like I can be authentic. Um, so I'd either be like really, you know, when you're really stressed, even the person that you love the most has done nothing wrong, but you're like, don't, Fuck just you. don't. Right, yeah, you're <laughs> like, we're on the way there. And he's like, 30 seconds later than me getting in the car. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, Scott, you know, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like that everything moment, Everything becomes right? tunnel vision, right? Like right. everything is over amplified. I am suddenly in a completely like frozen trauma response where I have no space, right? And luckily um, we have a really great, strong relationship. My husband knows where I'm at. You know, he tries to meet me where I'm at. And that was really great. So we'd be on the way there. I'd either be sick or I'd be so anxious and uncomfortable. Um... I would be not have thrown up sometimes on the way to holidays. And again, I, I'm not, my family is wonderful, but I, I, I was unable to feel comfortable enough with my extended larger family mm. about being authentic in me that that's where those symptoms were coming from. So I definitely don't want to give off this idea that like, wow, that's really extreme. Mm -hmm. Like your family must be terrible. They weren't, they're not, they weren't hard things. Like objectively, if you zoom out, there's nothing super difficult about being at a holiday gathering at my family's. But for me, it was. And, mm -hmm. and based on, you know, previous trauma with extended family, it was just not a place that I felt like I could be comfortable. Um, eventually. Because of those root experiences. Exactly. Right? I mean, uh, yes, I love that she, she calls traumas root experiences. And I really appreciate that. So yeah. if you've never heard that, that's, that's not what we're getting at. A root experience can transmute into a trauma perception, but not all root experiences will uh, manifest and alchemize the same in everyone's body, Absolutely. right? Like what is trauma to one person is different. So that's why we refer to root experiences. D Dr. Martini refers to it as that right yeah. absolutely and I feel like you know again I I, I don't drink I don't smoke I don't do drugs I, and those are things that my family does do and there's no judgment there I did a lot of those things for many years of my life um so there's not a judgment there but there was also like a cultural difference of mm -hmm. those things and also like drinking gives you a certain level of comfort mm -hmm. and right. once you don't have that that numbness or whatever or that for me, it's very, I'm very introverted. Yeah. And I need sometimes to like, I, I'm like, I either can't go or I'm going to have to have a drink. Jess needs a shot of tequila. Yeah. Tequila is a little liquid courage for Jess. As a, yep. I shouldn't say I need it. I don't need it, but I feel better sometimes when I have yeah, it. Yeah, right. Totally. Yeah. And I definitely, my husband and I made a conscious decision on our own healing journey to be sober. It was just easier for us at the time. And that's where we currently are. Mm -hmm. Um. And that was what I wanted it to be. But that's definitely when I noticed an increase of difficulty about being around my family again, because I didn't have those kind of coping strategies have the brain barrier. to level. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and so, yeah, so, you know, it became really difficult. I, I definitely, because of my root experiences, felt like I just, you know... Um, different generational situations were going on. So my my parents would hear why these were difficult to me and they would say, well, we're your parents, you come over anyways, right? So yeah. there wasn't an extension. And again, they love me and support me. It's just the difference of, of upbringing. They just believe that holidays are that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And I thought, 
yeah, but I don't believe that. So what, what does that mean? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, what do I, what do I do about that? And Too this, bad. you know, right, exactly. Yeah. I was like, well, am I supposed to just like suck it up? And that's what I, I think most of my friends do. I think I mean, they don't, they won't talk about it. They don't bring it up. And I thought, yeah, I don't, you know, so I, I got into therapy. I was doing a lot of boundary work and my therapy, and it was like last year, right before Thanksgiving. So just a, you know, a month ago last year. And she was like, well, what happens if you just don't go? And I was like, I was terrified. Like the question That's made a possibility. Me I was like, you know, like my throat, again, my throat, my chest, like I felt fidgety. I was moving my legs all around. And she was like, okay, so strong response. Strong, <laughs> response. strong somatic right? response. Yeah, she's like, like I feel the trapped. The body is uncomfortable. And she's like, but really, so you'll be uncomfortable. You'll be nervous. She's like, what are you nervous about? And I was like, well, telling them I'm not coming. I don't want to make them mad. I don't want to disappoint mm. them. I don't want them to think I don't love them or and don't want to see them. By the way, that's, a, that's the default of, of the fawning. Just right. So you all can recognize that. And everyone defaults, by the way. Yes. Yeah. This is not, you You're don't not have outside to have of that. big T traumas to have default yeah. things. It's a protection right? mechanism. Absolutely. Yep. And so those are my, my go-tos is don't be mad at me. I don't. I still to this day have to recognize that it doesn't really fucking matter if anyone's mad at me as long as I didn't really do anything <laughs> and I'm being appropriate, right? Yeah. Um, it doesn't matter any other time. So I was like, ah, so I'm chewing on this question for like, I don't know, probably a week or two. I was like, what, ha- what happens? Like really what happens if I don't go? And then I realized this happened. The same thing I'm currently already feeling. This anxiety, mm. this worry, that I'm already feeling all of these things in my body about going in the first place. So maybe it would be, I could move through those feelings quicker mm. yeah. if I just met them head on and said, yeah, I'm not coming. Mm. All of this is so applicable for even outside of oh, holiday yeah. events. Yeah, it's like, for sure. Why am I so nervous about not doing something, but I'm going to be nervous when I'm there anyway. So it's like, What's the sacrifice here? Right. Um, like what, and then, and then sometimes the answer is go anyways, right? right? Because sometimes the thing you fear is what you want to be doing and you're right. scared yeah. of it. And sometimes right. the answer is set the boundary, don't go, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, Either way, you were at a choice point right. to take action. And I, again, I mean, I cannot stress the amount of, like, I don't like to use the word terrified lightly. And I have used it a few times, but this is something I, I mean, literally terror. Mm-hmm. I, so I'm like, well, I have to tell my mom. So she calls me. And she's like, when are you coming over? And I just like, I said no words. <laughs> I was like, um. Like now is my moment. Okay. Uh, you know, uh, Scott and I are really busy. We're really busy this year. <laughs> like, I'm like really struggling. Oh and I'm no. laughing now because I'm thinking back and I'm like, this is, you know, this is how you, but sometimes you have to do it this way. So totally. I'm already crying. I'm, I, I could probably start crying now remembering the feeling. Um. I'm already crying and she's like, what's wrong? Like, cause she doesn't understand. I haven't said the words yet. Right. So she's like, what? I asked also you assuming you're that over. crying means that's another thing in our culture. But yes. yeah, keep going. Assuming that something is wrong with yeah. me because I'm crying, but really I'm just like pushing through strong emotion. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I finally get the words out. I'm like, yeah, I can't mom. We're just really busy. We're overwhelmed. I really just need the day. Um, I'm just gonna, we're just gonna be home, you know? And that did not like you. I was so I was so proud of myself for like point five seconds, right? <laughs> because then it got met with my mother's own trauma response, which mm-hmm. is, I, and I can see that and recognize her own um, story and purpose, right? So we we recognize that situation, uh, but it didn't go over super great. Um, but ultimately, I did it. 
and we got, and we may have had like a long extended difficult conversation, but it didn't matter that she didn't understand me. And I told her as much. Ultimately I said, mom, Mm -hmm. this is a boundary I'm setting for myself. Mm -hmm. Um, This is what I need to do right now. And we can talk later about, you know, another holiday or how to go forward from this, but trying this out, you know, I'd really appreciate it if you could just, you know, respect my decision. And again, you know, my parents have strong opinions about their own things and, mm-hmm. and that's perfectly acceptable, but I'm an adult and I live an hour away from her. So it's not like she can, you know, what's she going to do? So, uh, but I still remember that first couple holidays that I set that boundary and said, you know, we're, we're just not interested in the way that you celebrate the holidays, but we'd love to get together the week before and have lunch or get dinner. Right or, the way, right? Right. Yeah. I still want to see my parents. I still want to have a relationship with my family. Um, but I just didn't feel comfortable at the holidays. So now a year later, I would be lying if I said I still don't feel discomfort approaching the holidays because it's, I, don't, I don't think a year is enough time to like move through all of that difficulty. But I, it was easier to have the conversation this time around. So um, again, Scott and I, we didn't do anything for Thanksgiving. We went to a movie and made some curry and it was fantastic. And it was easier this year to tell my mom, you know, hey, again, we're really busy people. As much as I love you, like, let's go ahead and get lunch on a Friday. We're both off. And, you know, we scheduled a thing and it was nice. And it's almost like there was less pushback. The disappointment was still there, Mm -hmm. but I felt comfortable doing it. So I know I've been, that took a long time to, to get that whole story out. And I, and I'm trying hard not to skip over again. It is still difficult. And Mm -hmm. I want, I want people to understand that because I want them to understand that it's I think I want I want you all to know that just because it is still difficult doesn't mean that I it's not important to do it do you right. know what I mean like yes. I'm, I, I'm struggling to to put the words there so that's a perspective I didn't even know you could have yeah right and that's what I I ultimately I when they were like what should we do this podcast episode on I was like we have to talk about we have to talk about the this. holidays yeah. because I have to know that other people out there are sitting in where I was some time ago going gosh I don't feel good about yeah the situation and maybe yours isn't as extreme but you maybe you have a bunch of kids and you're like man going to four different houses mm-hmm. on christmas preach sister right is too much for me yeah and it takes how can away, you find that boundary well and it takes away what you're saying ash is one like highlighting a couple things that you said that i think are really valuable to people because we we've heard it in the office from people you know like i see it in people's nervous systems at this yeah. time that's uh, i did another episode on like immune system stuff so make sure you listen to that one but the day, right? We get so obsessed about the day. It's got to be this day. And it's like, well, if you're a believer of Thanksgiving, which I'm not a fan of that holiday because there's some hidden history that we don't talk about with like Native American genocide. Genocide. Anyway, but it's like, if the pilgrims actually did celebrate, you know, they probably had multiple days of like celebrating, right? But why are we so attached to one day? And I'm not, I don't follow the Christian belief. I was raised Christian. I went to confirmation. I did the whole shebang. And my mom said, okay, at a certain point, like, you know, we want you to get confirmed, but it's ultimately up to you. And I keep hearing that Jesus was born in like July. So I'm like, (laughs) why are we like the time of the year that is supposed to slow down? People get so obsessed about the day. And I love that. And I've been inspired by like hearing, Ashley and I have like podcast episodes we need to record in the office. But hearing what she has done has actually really helped me, which is why I was inspired to do this. And I know Jess has a lot to share in this too, but like, maybe if you if you don't need to set a firm boundary you still want to be with your parents but maybe not with other extended family members that have created root experiences with you find a different day like winter in minnesota is 
freaking six months long I know. sometimes. <laughs> Seriously. And if you're actually celebrating Christmas, it's about so much more than a day yes. of gifts. It's about right. joy and love and giving and receiving. And yes. birthing, like birthing. I mean, I was, I said this in another piece of content I made. If, if Jesus was born in a state that was maybe more winter, which I don't think he was, um, we don't have like a Jamie here to fact I know. check We us, need a Jamie but, to pull this or up. Or Scott. Yep. <laughs> Scott will be here eventually. <laughs> um, they, when there's a newborn, you are not running around to a bunch of different shit. Right. You are hanging out. You are still like for any of you who have spent time with a newborn, you are very nested in. You are very like nurturing. Yes. You are slow and you're to the rhythm of the baby. And I feel like this time of year, just we get so caught up in consumerism and rush and go and buying stuff. And if you like that stuff, awesome. But it's the people I see in my office in me, it's stressful. Yeah. And I the have consumerism. to, I hate, to, we don't have to go here because it's a whole other can of worms, but ask yourself the question why you like it. Exactly. Just ask the question. It doesn't have to be anything more than that. And you are welcome to like the things that you like, but we have to ask ourselves why yeah. we do. That was exactly what I was going to highlight. And then I want to hear Justice's perspective. But what you said about being self-inquisitive and saying, hmm, like your brain's going to get to a point where you start self-reflecting. And if you're not self-reflecting, it's probably because you're like so locked into a mental program. Yep. You need to slow down and actually realize, why am I doing this? Is it because it's just been tradition? And then trusting, there goes our GoPro. Well, That's at least okay. we got the phone yep. going. It'll be all right. Um, trusting your somatic cues of like, wow, anytime this comes up, I get intense heat and tightness in yep. my chest. That is a sign that you have a pattern to resolve. Yes. That then manifested as emotions, that manifested into relational experiences. So with any pattern in your life, especially the holidays, traditions, but it's okay to change traditions. Yes. In fact, changing traditions can be a tradition in and of itself. It's healthy. It is. Yes. I was going to say, like when you're talking about what well, one life with kids and what, you yeah. know, but also the, um, why do you want to continue doing this is a good segue into, into my story. I yeah. Yeah. If you're Go. ready to hear it. No, I'm, I'm I ready. have, I'm feeling, I, yeah. and I know that <laughs> Ashley and Mel have, Mel has expressed some of her story about me, to me, about holidays, feeling like... And Ill. about her. Yeah, and about me. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> to me, yes. to me about how holidays are hard for you. Oh, yeah. I have the exact opposite experience. Holidays were so joyful. My parents, if they were stressed, we did not know about it. <laughs> and I am one of 30 some, 38, 39 so grandchildren. <laughs> First First cousins, and almost all of us live in Minnesota. That's I the, did not. That's a lot of humans. Yeah. In one, so okay, sorry. My <laughs> mom is the second oldest of ten kids, in, and I think incredible. That I did not know that about Deb. I think okay. seven of them live in the metro area or used to. When I was little, we would go to my grandma's house, and there would be. 60 50 people there and it was the most fun <laughs> all of the kids i mean we were born in like groups right so yeah. there was a group oh, of yeah. kids my age and a group of kids my sister's age and my brother's age and, and my other brother's age and we would just play and then santa would come and we'd all go like sit up on the stairs and they'd be like oh you can't listen and they can't come down and then we come down and around the tree because there's so many people it'd be piles oh of presents gosh, and it was dude. just like 
it was handy and out and there's wrapping paper everywhere and there was cookies and it was just fun. Yeah, you're as opening a kid, presents, that's like, yeah, the You're coolest. opening presents with your friends. Yeah. Hell yeah. Essentially. And then we go to my other grandparents' house who didn't have as many grandkids and freaking loved us. We saw them all the time. We were so mm. close with them and to be the best food, you know, like old person food that's super bad for oh, yeah, you. But comfort food that, though. Yeah. Mm. Real old good. Person. <laughs> old person you know. food. All the butter I in every dish. Know. Yes. You don't have to tell me. We know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Emodium uh, casserole. Emodium casserole. We'll get into that sometime. <laughs> oh God. But um, holidays were so warm and yeah. so inviting and so exciting. And my parents would make a big deal out of it every single year. And every holiday was like this. I, every Easter, 50 people got together. We had Easter egg hunts and it was wow. so much fun. Yeah. And holidays were never stressful for me until I had children. And then I was mm. like, I have to replicate this level of magic and experience Oh, for them. talk about the pressure. pressure. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. And first of all, they don't have 36 cousins, yeah. right? That's not going to happen. They've got like <laughs> 13. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> just kidding. Seven cousins, something. Anyway, I, I'm not going to be able to replicate that level of. Right. And so I would go all out and I would decorate my house and we would go to my husband's house and then we would go to my house and then we go back to our house and open presents in the morning. We go back to my parents' house and then back to my husband's house. And I'm like, I'm tired thinking about this situation. Yeah. And I'm in Minnesota. Like, you right. know, sometimes there's no. like crazy weather here. And I spent the two weeks leading up to it frantic. Do I have yeah. everything that I need? Because not only am I getting presents for my little family, but my parents and my siblings and my cousins. And then we do like a gift exchange where you bring one thing and I'm like, you know, whatever. So... I had to really, as I came into this transformation that I talked about in my la- in our last podcast of really starting to unbind myself and free myself from, well, a lot of things, but especially pressures that I don't necessarily need to have in my life. Totally. Yeah. Like ingrained ideas of what magic is and how I can create it for my kids. Mm-hmm. Right. So I had to do this great undoing around the holidays where I was just like, I'm not going to commit this much time and energy Mm. to it we still have some decorations up around the house because i think it's fun to have like lights up when it's dark out yeah and it's pretty right like it's cozy and it's changing up the environment a little bit and it smells like christmas in there we have a real tree and that's like a tradition that we do and it's fun to engage in that but wasn't that more paganism too yeah yeah i think you you told me or someone someone was like actually getting a tree and yeah. Again, I don't know if this is fact, so <laughs> y'all can fact check me, but maybe you told me like part of decorating a tree is the more solstice yeah. more like December 21st. Yep. Just yeah. so when you, I have a quick question. Yeah. Did you feel like when you decided to make that transition, like I'm going to, maybe I'll decorate a little bit, but I'm not going to commit. Was there like yeah. shame or definitely, did you feel, or were you just like, I'm ready to commit? Like I don't, um, I've made the decision. Yeah, you know what I mean? There, there wasn't any maybe there was like the first year of like, am I doing the wrong thing? And that's what it was. Like, I remember Christmas as so magical, like thinking Mm -hmm. about how special I felt and how much fun I had and how like the, again, if my parents were stressed, we had no clue, right? There was no idea. They were happy, jolly. Santa brought us everything that we wanted. And this is kind of what leads into it is Santa brought us everything that we wanted. But if you asked me, 
what I got for Christmas, I could only tell you one thing. Oh, wow. interesting. One thing, and it's because there's a really good story behind it. But one toy. Yeah. One thing. And that, and I started to think, but I remember every time my dad took me to Mall of America and we yeah, went on like rides. Yeah, an experience. And right? I remember when we would go on trips together. And mm-hmm. so that's where the transformation came in is like, I'm not going to go crazy about giving my kids all of this stuff that, you know, I believe some of it is toxic plastic stuff. And, and it's and a dopamine hit. It's yep. a dopamine hit. And they're not going to remember necessarily what they got but they're gonna remember how i made them feel right yes right so when they come down on christmas morning this year they're gonna find a couple small things but don't the- listen to this podcast jack and abe it's after it's okay yeah. oh yep. still don't <laughs> well, am i telling them what we're doing i, I get my kids yes. experiences yes. and uh so you know last year it was like going they got gift certificates to go on rides at the mall of america and they got yeah. to go to the trampoline park and they got to go to the batting cages and i want to be your kid i know that sounds yeah. awesome <laughs> And so um, this year we're going to surprise them with a trip to Alaska. Woo! I've never been, but um, but that's where the transformation came in is like I want it to be magical and I want it to be special because the darkness of this season calls me to bring light to it. Yes. And this is a way that I know how to bring light, but I'm now bringing light to it in a way that feels more aligned with my values. Yeah. Um, Which is so huge. Can we yeah. just like... Yeah, I don't highlight that sentence. Yeah. That's aligned with your values. Yeah, like, that's such and a huge. Everyone statement. has different values, right? Like, if you're a person where you like stuff, this is not to like shame you and guilt you. It's just different values, right. like experiences, like trip to Alaska, like hell yeah, right? Yeah, and like a I, I, couple again when I went through that transformation, I started reading about minimalism. So mm. like, I don't want gifts, and and so touching on what Ashley was saying earlier about setting boundaries with her family. I thought that it was going to be harder to be like, this is what we're doing this year. Yeah. But my family was just like, okay. Mm. You know? So like that made it easy. Like that's not to say that my family is perfect, (laughs) Um, but they are pretty respectful of the boundary that I set there. Yeah. And I think that that came from like consistently starting to set boundaries with Mm -hmm. them over the last five years. Yes. And it definitely does get easier, right? Yeah. Like the more you are able to do that. Yeah. And then hard setting boundaries with them for the last (laughs) two years, which is, you know, has been more difficult, but like when it comes to Christmas, my parents have kind of the same thing they did as kids. Like, we're just going to go with the flow. It's just yeah. going to happen. And if they're stressed about it, they haven't told me. So I feel good. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, so the big thing for me has been finding how I can make this time special and magical for my children, like something I experienced, which was, it wasn't the gifts. It was the nurturing yes. of the Aww. season. I like right. That. And so finding a way to make the season nurturing and warm and light without teaching them something that doesn't align with my beliefs and my values totally I love that that. yeah I'm definitely inspired by that because this is a season especially in Minnesota it's snow it's dark and finding your own inner light and allowing that to radiate out to me is like the purpose of this time regardless if it's depending on if you do any celebrations of the solstice or Hanukkah or Kwanzaa or Christmas or whatever it's still like the earth is in a deep state of well a lot of it has already died but it's in a deep state of like going in 
right? And rest. Recovery. At least in the northern hemisphere. Yes. yes. Yeah, Depending, right. you know, if you're uh, international. You're yeah. yeah. We're going to have Australia listeners <laughs> for sure. Like, what are you talking about? Snow? All our friends from South America. Yeah. Hello. Exactly. So do you have any strategies, Jess, as far as like how you worked through like speaking that I know it was maybe a little bit less resistance than what Ash dealt with, but. Yeah, I think it was just, again, my parents are wonderful. And at the same time, when I set boundaries with them, if there is any pushback, I usually don't hear about it right away. It's like down the line. But, um. I think the biggest thing is like looking at your values, right? You talk about this all the time mm-hmm. with like the Martini stuff is. We can drop that in the show notes, like a free assessment to determine your values. Yeah. yeah. Like look at what your values are. And like, I like to spend time with people, not a lot of people because I'm introverted, but people <laughs> that I'm close to, like they, that doesn't drain me. I like to eat good food. I like to be warm. I like to feel cozy. I like to create environments that feel good to me. Yeah. So that's what I've done with this season is I've made it an opportunity to transform for a short period of time, my home into a different sort of my values. Right. And that that's what feels good to me. And that what, that's what feels magic magical to my children. Yes. I feel Mm. like you really touched, like, again, we said, what's your values, your truth. What do you like? Same thing as, we said earlier, ask yourself the question, why are you doing these mm-hmm. things? And then listen to the response your body gives you. I think some people maybe aren't practiced at talking to themselves in that way. Yeah. Um, but I think it can be really helpful, a strategy, even if you, if you, even if you don't know, even if things feel okay, but they're not quite landing, if you ask those questions, but making a list of your values or sitting down and wondering like, okay, is this right for me? And mm-hmm. the answer may be, you know what? I fucking love it. I love doing the presents and the shopping and this is my jam. And if that's the case, then hell yeah, like live into that. Totally. But if the answer to one or multiple of those things is, I don't think it is, then let's take hold. Like I'm so passionate about living your life now and the way that you want to live it. Because again, it it is yours. It really is no one else's. But I, I really have to attest, like, I can't imagine... Like, I think I'm stressed about holidays and I have limited them to me and my husband and you have children. So I'm just like thinking about the logistical ideas of that too. And, and actually really quick today, I was at work and somebody said to me like, well, like you, you know, what did you tell your kids about Santa? Uh, (sighs) We kind of talked about the, you sent me a thing. Santa, <laughs> that face smell. The I story love of Santa has been around for a very long time. It's Depictions magical. of Santa have been around for a very long time. Uh-huh. Santa was actually created in nineteen. Not the the Santa as we see and visualize him today was created in nineteen ninety three by Coca Cola and basically became a corporate staple. Yes. So, what do I tell my kids about Santa? I, Saint Nicholas, was a good. Human. He was a good human with great values who gave to the people in his life and received equally as well. So I tell my kids about the spirit of Santa, the spirit of St. Nicholas as somebody that we can all venerate. And I always have, well, maybe since my oldest son was like five, when he started asking me about Santa, I would say the spirit of Santa is real. Mm. I love that. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, that's what worked for us. Yeah, And I think... So to draw a line between what you and I just talked about is finding your values and what feels good to you. Mm -hmm. And then 
how does this feel in my body? What does this feel like to me right now? And then how do I create a boundary Mm -hmm. with the values, with the way I'm feeling? And I'm sure Mel will have more to add that. I really feel like just after doing a bit of this episode that we should definitely do one on how to set boundaries and how, like what strategies there are for that. Because at least for me and maybe for a lot of you, I didn't know how to do that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I had no idea where to start, well, right? Yeah. Like and like boundaries doesn't mean you a lot of people think boundaries is like you cut that that off. Right. Like yeah. that thing, that person, you cut that thing not off. At all. It's like that's actually the more uh like annihilation and that some people cut off things and they don't realize like, oh wait, there's I can use my voice and just a lot of it is asking for what you need, making requests. Exactly. And yeah, that's definitely gonna be a future episode. Um a couple of things that you both are prompting in my brain is one, the values, determining your values. Um, it, it, there is a process and it's important to remember that what you think your values are may be true, or they may be injected and projected values to the subordinates and uh, what you're subordinating to in your life. So for example, parents, teachers, anything, anyone or anything that's been an authority figure to you, especially when you're younger, Um, you may take on certain values that as you get older, you realize are not your values. They've just been injected into you. So that's important. So the Demartini values assessment, which I am a certified uh, breakthrough Demartini coach, we'll drop that in the show link. It's free assessment. I think it's like 13 different questions, but it really does get you to like get clear on, oh, this is what I value. And people around you will have different values. Yes. So we obviously have similar values because we're collaborating on a project, but know that your parents, your siblings, your 60 cousins (laughs) are going to have different values and that's okay. And so when someone, you or someone else operates in their values, you may create a judgment or they may have a judgment of you because your values are opposite and that's human nature. Yes. Like I don't have a high, high, high value of family. I love my family, but it's not the initial thing I think about when I wake up and I had to really work through that. Um, Just because it's not high on your list doesn't mean you don't care about it. You don't love it. But your values can also change through partnership, through dismantling as you're speaking about. So if you ever have children, you won't have a choice except for to think of them first thing in the morning. (laughs) Yeah, your values can change. Um, So that was one. And then two, as you're looking at honoring your self traditions, there is a dismantling process. There is a an unwinding process. And it's okay to grieve that. Um, yeah. it's okay to be like, this is the way things were and now it's changing. And that doesn't mean that those moments weren't valuable and it's important to experience grief. It's important to experience the emotion. And you'll hear us say a lot, like, what is your body saying? Because anything that is creating a disturbance or a blockage in your life oftentimes has a neurological connection to a somaticized pattern or an emotional, mental, emotional pattern in your actual central nervous system. Yes. So when you can get to the root of that, your perception changes, your brain changes the way you see the world and you can handle these things with much more ease and coherence. And you can move that around in your body (laughs) too, right? Like when you you notice something in your body, even just paying attention to that part of you can be really powerful in sort of either alleviating, lessening, or moving that energy or discomfort through your body. Mobilization is key because you don't want to go into the freeze response. Yeah, exactly. So if you're listening to this podcast and you're hearing certain things, if it's resonating or it's creating a sensation listen to that pay attention to that that's an important wisdom from your body to pay attention to and if you're like pay attention to my body welcome yes to the podcast yeah (laughs) yes 
we, we can say that we're not trying to convince you of anything and that's true, but I am secretly trying to convince you that your body is more important than you well, may classically think it is. And we all have yeah. training in that. Like that yes. is biology, that is physiology. So there are things that I will stand upon that I well, will- Because again, that is fact. That right. is a proven is fact. That's like not an opinion. <laughs> right, exactly. This is fact. Your body is your greatest communicator, right? Yes. If something is going on mentally, you might not even be like aware of it. So think about it this way. Every single thing that you experience is through your sensory body. Yes. Right? So why would your body not be communicating with you? It, it has to. In order mm-hmm. for you to be able to take in sensation, it also has to communicate with you. Mm-hmm. And we simply lose that. We've been deconditioned. Deconditioned would be the right word because we've had yeah. it as children. Yes. We, you know, as children, they we've are. we've been programmed otherwise. Yeah. Right, yes. I mean, they, uh, as children, we are completely in touch with our body and our emotions. Yeah. And that's why children before the ages of like, what is it, five, are yeah. their emotions? It's yeah. Not like they have emotions. They literally become their emotions and you see it in their physical bodies and they shake and they hold their breath and they get sick and their your faces turn red and that's because they're having reactions and communications from their body. Their amygdala is developing and it's like we get mad at them like they're not freaking adults. They need right. your regulation. Now we're like yeah, we're going <laughs> off. <high laughs> we're going off topic. Okay. But Either all way. of this does relate because if you're with family, if you choose to do that, know that that person may be like I always try to think this when I go to my grandma's. I'm like, "All right, I have to remember their nervous systems are in different states. I've done enough work where I can hold that state for a period of time. My boundary is like, I let my husband know when I want to leave. <laughs> I like that. Um, yeah. Code, like, yeah. Tug well, it on your we ear. talk about it, which I'll get into mine. But yeah, I mean, little toddlers, like, stop getting mad at them. They are their yeah. amygdala. 100%. They will show you anger, rage. Like, they're... They, I joke that they're like tripping out all the time because it's like, la, 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 la. it's like, wow, you see, and, you see that like quick. Right. And that level of communication from our body does decrease, but it doesn't ever disappear. Correct. Like our body. think like how yeah. much does it, I mean, I know that it does decrease obviously because we develop social things right. and all that good stuff. But I also wonder how much like we, um, it can be really hard to hear our bodies, right? right? Because we essentially, like, even um, people talk about numbing out behaviors, yeah. right? E- eating too much, doing drugs, drinking too scrolling. much. Scrolling. Right, yeah. uh, doom scrolling. Well, yes. So uh, the, <laughs> the reason that I say like it does decrease is because our sensory system in our body is the last to develop in utero. Mm. And so as it continues to develop as adults, it's less sensitive to the things around it because it's more integrated oh, into yeah. the right. system. Oh, okay, so yes. I hope that I was talking to the mic because yeah. I get oh, yeah, kind of fired up. Like, yeah, that's why primitive reflexes go away, but not all of them do. Like the startle reflex, like if I came behind Ash and she didn't know when I clapped, she oh, yeah. would be like, what the fuck? And maybe I'm, pee your yep, pants. 100%. And that's why <laughs> I'm, I'm so against like when people say I'm fearless and like I have a, sh- I think you have a shirt that says fearless. Yeah, <laughs> I do. I do have a shirt that says like, that. It's no, you, it you, actually you, says fear less. Like, uh, oh, two words. Fair, I like fear. that. I like or that. like, what if it said fear integrate fear? <laughs> I don't know. Because if you if there's a saber tooth tiger coming behind you, your fear response better kick in. That's Otherwise, right. your ass is. If dead. I'm being yes. chased by a bear, I would like to be scared. Like yeah, because the I'm adrenaline yeah. and the right. cortisol, and you either fight it or you run. Yes. So. Anyway. I would just like to, because I want to keep us on track, say thank you to my (laughs) parents for making my nervous system feel really like appreciated and safe as a child, especially around the holidays. And I know that's not always been the case. 
Right. For everybody. It's been the case for me, but not for everybody. Yeah, it's true. Um, I didn't know that you got like super ill all the time. I did too. Yeah. Every holiday. Up, I was sick. Every, every holiday. holiday yep. I, I would be good. I was the kid that didn't miss school. Oh, I went yeah. to school with mono one time. <laughs> Sorry, Simley High School. I manifested mono once in my body <laughs> so I wouldn't have to go to school. <laughs> That's a thing though because our subconscious beliefs and when we actually have subconscious values that haven't been fully expressed and realized – we will actually create those patterns. And I think deep down there were moments I didn't want to go to big family gatherings. So I would literally get ill where I I had a huge like fever and sweating. And I remember one Christmas I was on the floor of the bathroom, just shaking and chills, so hot, vomiting. And thankfully, like my mom was like, I was like, I know that I should go, but I can't, I could not move. And my mom's like, honey, like you don't have to go. So thanks mom for that. Um, but I know Michael and I are the only grandchildren. Oh, I have, we have no cousins. So when Jess says 60, my brain, I don't know how to process yeah, that. That's, that's a big job. 60 people, but like 36 cousins. Okay. Yeah. On one side. <laughs> still, the other side hair. is still, also gigantic. Yeah. Um, because so my, my amazing aunt Patty doesn't have any kids. My uncle Jeff doesn't have any kids. He, Greg. yep. Greg, he, <laughs> What did I say? Jeff. (laughs) (laughs) This is not because she doesn't love her Uncle Greg. It's because for some reason at every freaking family event, this man named Jeff comes up. Dude. Jeff Bauer, shout Dude, out to you. We talk F. about you oh all God. the time at family events. That was totally like, you know what? I was like subconscious. I didn't know. I was like, what? <laughs> Why is she saying Greg? <laughs> I was like, Excellent. Uncle Greg. I think we should yes. Uncle Greg does I'm not sorry, have Greg. biological children. I thought of Greg and I said Jeff because literally, yeah, every family gathering, Jeff comes up. And I think now my, my neurons have wired this in <laughs> and I literally said Jeff but I thought about Greg with all his his dogs that he used to have so Greg Uncle um, Greg yep Uncle Greg no kids Jeff is not related to me Jeff Bauer if you're listening to this <laughs> look at what you've done <laughs> that was a trip y'all um like a record player when it has like a skip that's what happened <laughs> so Greg they don't yeah they don't have kids because him and his ex-wife used to raise mastiffs and so I remember these Christmases they would bring all these huge mastiffs oh, neat yeah, it was neat. And as we got older, like the magic of Christmas did kind of diminish because you turn into adults and we didn't have any like little kids, right? Yeah. No one was having kids. So Michael and I got older. We discovered that we're definitely more spiritual than religious. And for me, the way that it does manifest is I don't feel the anxiety as much anymore. I don't sure. get ill. Um when I would get ill, I would just chug NyQuil. So there was definitely something I needed to pay attention to, but I definitely, it was every Christmas, every Easter. And I love my family. And there are certain family members where I do feel a little bit of like shame and guilt for not believing in their religion. Right. Um, and I share this with Ben and people. I'm like, I'm not religious, but I'm like spiritual as fuck, y'all. Like, <laughs> hell yeah. yeah like that I should s- be on a t-shirt. I see like humans and things as energy. Like everything yeah. is part of the cosmos. Yes. So do not like, you know, if Jesus was a dude, I would have loved to meet him or a guy. Yeah. Gal, I don't know. Anyway. So for me, what has been really <laughs> Jesus was a dude. He was actually like a regular person, right? He, like he was a real. We can. He was probably that he was alive. He was probably like a male, for like a male version of Mel. I, I wish I would. I wish I could have. Oh, thank you. Wasn't white. 
Yeah. yeah so no. sure. anyway, just Jesus throwing that out there. Okay. Anyway, was not white. <laughs> but my husband and I laugh about that. So he grew up in a like really religious family, and we're dealing with that right now. Um, of like working through our boundaries and our what we stand for, and figuring out what Ash said. Like, why is this important to you? Okay, we rec- we recognize that. We love that great for you this is why it's important to us right and so that's what we've worked through is I have felt kind of a little bit of that anxiety I don't feel it as much anymore like it used to be the it was pure sickness fever then it turned into the chest stuff now it feels like kind of a subtle tension in like the back of my spine Mm. so I can recognize that and speak to it and say okay what matters to me I do love hanging out with my family to a certain time frame and I think because the type of work I do with people all the time yeah I'm talking about deep stuff all the time and so I've noticed in the last three years because of the way the world has done what it's done my social capacity is much more diminished mm. and I think sometimes it's the conversations we're having yeah we so talk I, about that a lot mm-hmm. like just wanting to you know it's not that we don't like to talk to people but we don't like to. What are we talking yeah, about? Yeah, like what are we? What are we talking about? Sometimes, like I could do this podcast yeah. literally all day. Like I am <laughs> literally on fire. Sometimes at not, but. family holidays with your side of the family, it ends up being well, just Jess Mel and knows. I, like sitting in the corner <laughs> talking literally. about like metaphysics and <laughs> Love it. Yes. things that things that we value, but yep. because we can only sustain that level of surface level conversation for so long. Yeah. Right. And that's again, not a criticism. Some people really like small talk and that's totally totally fine. Yeah. But we just aren't, I don't know. It doesn't feel as great. It feels almost like I'm skirting around being able to speak authentically when I I do that. Just a reflection from the couple of times I've been with your family is that when you bring up topics that are deeper and more difficult, it's not like met with open, it's met with resistance. Sure. Very yeah. true. And That's so, 100% my family as well. Right. Yeah. And so it's like, you, you know, you could have these conversations with them and, and be challenged by each other and have them be productive, but they're not. Right. And that's, I think, what I was saying, Sue, and you said it beautifully um, that I was like trying to pull out my brain is when I would bring up things that mattered to me, it did feel very judged. And I think it's gotten better. Like my mom and my aunt like really accept me. My aunt's amazing. Like her and I have very I similar. I love your aunt Patty. Aunt Patty's. Patty, if you're Shout here, Shout out I love aunt you. Patty. Everyone needs an aunt <laughs> Patty in their life. Um, and like my mom totally accepts me for who I am too. But there's certain family members where I would feel judged. And I just didn't, I like, I didn't want to stay in that and I don't need to. And so for me, I've really, what has helped me as far as strategies to invite you into for yourself is if you feel like you still want to engage, but maybe you create a time frame. So Ben and I say, okay, when do we want to, when do we want to leave tonight so that we know there's a time we can be present? So we often say like, you know, nine o'clock or something like that, where that's kind of our boundary, um, plus just like sleeping, right? And then we do say, okay, if this is going to be a thing that's longer, we're going to let them know, hey, we're going to go for a walk because we like to move. Because a lot of the times our family stuff, because of the state of my grandparents right now, it's just a lot of sitting and talking. And I'm like, Jess, I like to move. I like to do stuff. So that's something we're doing with my in-laws and Ben's family is figuring out ways of like, can we go bowling? Can we play mini golf? Can we go on a hike? I mean, our goal is to buy land probably out by mountains. So there's going to be a point where I'm like, oh, Christmas? No, I'm going to the mountain. Right. Like I'm going snowboarding. We're skiing today. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So anyway, that's stuff that's helped us 
is letting them know, hey, we're going to leave at this time. Yeah. And I feel like we your are, nervous system helps that too, right? Like, you yeah. know, like you can like, Predictability. oh, look, I only have two yeah. more hours, two yep. more hours, you it know, like that easier. Decision fatigue. Yes. yes. Rather than like, oh, should I say bye? Because I used I to- awkwardly yeah. get out of here? Right. I used right. to go through that where I was like, oh, if I say bye, like there's, there's, there's definitely like a generational thing of like guilt and shame in my family that is manifested like really dysfunctionally and I don't need to go into it now. And, you know, I, I have actually have asked my mom like, Hey, I'm starting a podcast. Can I share what it was like to experience what we experienced growing up? And she's shared that, but I just like guilt and shame. Nope. (laughs) Nope. Uh, Yep. Yeah. Yeah. One other thing to that is like, I'm an extreme introvert. So stuff like this, it takes it it takes its toll on me. Mm-hmm. And then I'm with an extreme extrovert. Like Michael. if there were two sides of the spectrum, we would be at exact opposite. Yeah. So like he can stay in small talk with somebody all day and oh, feel yeah. so fulfilled. Yeah. And I'm just on the couch, like melting. Like, I know. Take yes. me, let me go home. So that's what's yeah. helped. Cause I would say Ben, my husband is probably a little bit more introverted than me. Yeah. So what's helped us is definitely setting that boundary of like, what's the timing on this? So we can sink into the present moment. Yes. So I'm not thinking, Oh, when I leave, it's going to be a half an hour goodbye we've also gotten really good at irish goodbyes oh yeah like peace oh god the midwestern goodbye, goodbye guys if you don't live in the midwest <laughs> and you don't know what i'm talking about it's an ordeal it is an ordeal yeah, yeah. i guess to wrap up our um podcast and i'm just gonna say one more thing one thing that's also helped me is like i am filling my calendar with things that bring me so much joy yeah. and pleasure and ashley and i are closing the office so that's something too if you're an entrepreneur listening to this Give yourself permission to take time off. Yeah. Michael and I have had the office open during the holidays, and I don't know what the fuck we were thinking. Um, like, everyone reschedules. Right. So give yourself permission to take time off. You're not going to die. It's going to be okay. And your practice members, your patients, your clients will be, like, good for you. Everyone I have told that we're not open the week of the 26th has been like, hell yeah, get it. Yes. Enjoy your time off, right? Like, like nobody's going to be People are taking time off. People yes. are traveling you will be okay. So I, we're going to this like bathhouse place. We do our sauna cold bath. Um, I'm doing a couple other just really nourishing things for my body and fill your schedule with things that you personally value and enjoy so that when you show up to potential social gatherings, your cup is full, your nervous system is taken care of so that you're not sitting there resentful because I mean, I love that you set that boundary because if you notice you were going there and you couldn't be present, then kind of like, what's the point? Right, exactly. And what are you, what, what are you creating between you and your family? Like there is that, like you said, there's that resentment of like, I don't want to be here, but I feel like I have to be here. Right. And right. then what are you creating between you and your family and you and yourself? Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. how are you honoring yourself if you get those feelings and you're just like, too bad, do it anyways. Like, <laughs> right. that's not, you know, that's not very don't loving to Don't listen to yourself. To yourself. Right. You can have both. Excellent. I think yeah. that the theme I'm hearing in all of ours is like, you can have both. It doesn't have to be an either or. Yeah. You don't have to annihilate relationships. Nope. So and I it also would, doesn't have to be easy. It also no. doesn't have to feel, and it can be easy. I mean, Jess and I told similar-ish stories of boundary setting. Hers was a little bit less challenging and mine wasn't, but we still got the same benefit, right? Yeah. And we're still both happy to have set those boundaries. Right. So. And uh, mine was less hard because I've been setting boundaries since I was a baby. Yeah, Jess is definitely more, <laughs> she's there with the boundaries. She was born, uh, bound, uh, born with boundaries. <laughs> but um, I just want to add this too, like, 
I understand that if you don't enjoy celebrating the holidays, not even just Christmas, but like holidays throughout the year, mm-hmm. um, and you feel like you're surrounded by people who are really like in this holiday season, yeah. I invite you to look further into like what those holidays, the, the meaning of yeah. them actually is. Because you can still celebrate the root of that holiday without having to commit to like the commercialized yes. Americanized version yes. of them. I like that. Yep. Totally. Yeah. yeah. That's a good point. There's study, study why study the history and you'll find that a lot of the traditions do come back to a lot of like consumerism and, and yeah. capitalism. And I have parts of me that are capitalistic in, in ways and I resonate with the magic of the season, but more from a solstice perspective. So that's a good point. Yeah. If you want to understand holidays, go back and look at paganism before Constantine took a power grab and instituted Christianity across the world. Hell yeah. Paganism is beautiful. Mm -hmm. Their beliefs and their celebrations are wonderful. Cool. Love it. Anything else? Any other tips for the holidays if you're listening it's 2023 so you know there's stuff coming up we we have stuff coming up with inspire life as far as like celebrations and traditions so in february we are going to be doing a inspire fire and ice fundraiser and it is going to be epic so stay tuned that's february 10th february 11th 11th just kidding yes 11th close well you should have both days on your calendar because you really want to get ready for this obviously (laughs) but it's gonna be epic it's gonna be really fun so think food and fire and ice <laughs> Sauna. and people and people and it's totally family friendly. Like there'll be stuff for kids yeah. to do too, yeah. even outside of the uh, sauna right. and cold plunge. Yeah. Fire so. and ice sounds kind of dangerous. It's not going to be dangerous. <laughs> That's it's what going think. to be beautiful. Yes. <laughs> Saunas. Yeah. Ice plunge if you want um, food for my dad, who's a chef and it's going to be amazing. So yeah. February 11th, Saturday, put it on your calendar. 11 to 4 and we'll put the link in the show notes here so you can register and all funds that we are raising are going to Arc Retreat Center which is an amazing community in Stanchville, Minnesota that is really up to creating a literally like a new earth yeah. <laughs> wholeness and that's where we host our Inspire Immersions too. It's one coming up in April. Yeah. That out there. 420. It's amazing. To 422, <laughs> 23. It was for Earth Day, not Pot Day. It could be for both if it resonates. Hey, that's for you. a holiday yeah, in and of right. itself. My look was not because of 420. It was because I was like, "Is that the day?" That it was we're my look for sure. That? We fine. got it. We will not be smoking pot there. No, no. they actually no. don't want you to do that. We'll we'll be altering consciousness for sure. Yes, without drugs, blowing yeah. your mind. It'll right be better now. than drugs in y'all. a way that you're gonna be like. Damn, I can access this on my own? With oxygen, O2, and CO2, baby. Yeah. (laughs) Anything else, ladies, Linuses? All right. Good to go. This is Mel. Ashley. And Jess. Thank you for tuning in to the Project Linus podcast. Again, we are here to guide you, to reclaim your power, inspire you to pursue your purpose, and ultimately invite you to play all out in life. See you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining the Project Linus podcast. Did you find value in today's episode? Help us impact the lives of others by sharing this podcast with someone you know who would resonate and benefit from the Project Linus message. Excited to hear more? We invite you to subscribe on whatever platform you're tuning in on. And we'd be so grateful for you to leave us a review about what you enjoy most as well as what you'd like to hear more of. Thank you so much for all of your support. Sincerely yours in power, purpose, and play. 
Dr. Mel with the Project Lioness podcast. Keep rising, keep roaring, and keep inspiring.